Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are there, uh, that you you are, are, are there for us, Lord, uh, that we can trust in you. We can bring everything uh, into your throne room, Lord, and we can have the confidence in you. Heavenly Father, I just pray over this message. I pray that you are the one speaking the words, not myself. I pray that your will be done uh, and not my own. Lord, let us all have the ears to hear and eyes to see in Jesus' name. Amen. Just before I start, Ian, did I tell you what I was going to speak on? No. No. Okay, I'll come back to that. Uh, Right, okay, who likes uh, a bit of Indiana Jones? Good, that's a great start. So Indiana Jones, don't you just love that scene where Indiana Jones... uh, We'll go for any version, but you'll know the scene as soon as I start it. You know the scene where he's there uh, in this, this room with the spikes and the ceiling is coming down and he's going, pull the lever, pull the lever, and there's that that... That, that tension there growing, and the, the lever is pulled, and then the, the ceiling, ceiling go, goes back up. And then they're, they're in the room again, and then all of a sudden the ceiling starts coming down. They can't pull that lever. Oh, my goodness, what are they going to do? They just make it out, out of that, that doorway just in time, and then the classic Indiana Jones just grabs his hat just before the, the door is about to close. Uh, who likes James Bond? Okay, a few, few, few less on James Bond. All those, all those sort of situations where you've got that laser beam coming down, it's sort of seconds away from, woo-hoo, and uh, there is that, that great tension there, and uh, eventually James Bond gets out, okay? It might not be your genre, might not be your sort of um, uh, age. We could pick something a bit like Maverick, okay? So the Maverick film, every millisecond they are, are, are just away from death, pretty much. The slight mistake on, on the yoke that'll do uh thank you uh and and it could it could mean instant destruction uh and there's that that tension and you've got the enemies flying after them there is that that overwhelming sort of ah uh, or we've got the love the loved ones and you know the classic love tale that there's probably a, a three-way triangle and all kinds of things and I don't know what to do 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 uh, and eventually after all of the the, the, the tension of uh, the relationships uh, then then we get to a, a nice ending but isn't it funny how we enjoy watching these things for entertainment who would actually like to go through that Even when we're going through the minor sort of troubles, we start to panic and we often fear. So I must admit, if the ceiling was coming down on me at this moment, possibly fear would be the first thing that I I go for. But we, we all go through these trials and we don't actually enjoy going through these troubles and trials. We often fear the trials. The unfortunate thing um, is that there are many Christians... Sorry, while I grab my pen. Uh, The unfortunate thing is, is, as many people start uh, their journey in Christianity, they believe that because they've become Christians, that they're not actually going to go through any trials or any trouble. They think that... uh, this, this life that they've been promised will just have nothing and it'll be the easy street all the way. Well, not to be doom and gloom, but that's not the case. The interesting thing is that 
You only have to open God's word and spend just a few minutes in God's word, and you're facing trial after trial after trial. So what is this all about? So I'm just going to read uh, 1 Thessalonians 3.3. There's quite a few verses, and I may jump around, so I've already apologized to uh, Cara. She'll just have to try and keep up. Okay, 1 Thessalonians 3.3. So that no one would be unsettled by these trials, for you know quite well that we are destined for them. Hmm, Okay. Uh, Next on on that, 1 Peter 4.12. 1 Peter 4.12 says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. So you've got to ask yourself, so, okay, so why are there trials? Why do we have trials in life? Now, trials pretty much, I, I'm, I'm not going to be the conclusive be-all and end-all of this statement, but I, I believe that there's only two things that uh, trials come from. One is the sin in this world, and that is sometimes caused by our own sin or just the general sin in the world. There has to be consequences to actions on many are many times. Uh, And while we can come and ask for forgiveness, sometimes we've still got to journey through those consequences. The other side to that is sometimes we are attacked by the enemy. As soon as you become a Christian, unfortunately, you do get a target placed on your back because the devil does not want you to have eternal life with God. Quite, Quite simple. And he will do anything he can to try and stop you in that. So we know that we are going to have trials. Now I often think of, um, just just picking one or two two stories, I often think about Joseph. I love looking at Joseph's life. Joseph's life was the typical one of that God had given him a promise right at the start. And he stood on that promise throughout the whole of his life. But throughout the whole of his life, up to a point, he faced so many trials. The consequence of his brother's sin of hatred and jealousy led to him being sold as a slave. He then uh, was uh, obviously going into a life of slavery then. He was then uh, attacked. He was then um, put into jail. He had all kinds of things. And as you read that story, you, you think to yourself, this guy isn't giving up. How is he not giving up? I would have given up just in the pit. But he doesn't. He carries on. He carries on, and it's amazing. But we often sort of tend to read the Bible in the way of like watching a a film. We, 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 We get some enjoyment and some entertainment out of it, but we need to make that real in our lives. That there was a Joseph, and there was a promise given to him, and there was trials and troubles that he went through. Very real. Imagine you were in this pit thinking, what is going to happen next? And then all of a sudden you're pulled out and you're sold to some passers-by. It's like, what is going on? Uh, but through that, we, we know that Joseph 
believed God was with him and believed God had a purpose for him. So he carried on. How then kind of do we sort of deal with these kind of trials? I love the passage just in Psalms 34, 19, where it says, uh, the righteous person may have, not a few, not a little, it says, unfortunately, may have many troubles, but, and I love buts, especially in this type of sentence. Uh, God, that sounds wrong. Um, Okay. (laughs) This is the human brain, human brain and spirit all working, mixed up together. Um, But the Lord delivers him from them all. Amen. Uh, And uh, just if we would take take the story of Joseph, Joseph was uh, um, delivered from from them all. He was righteous through that process. And... Then, as you kind of know, he was made Pharaoh's second in command over the whole of Egypt. Now, that was quite a blessing which had come through from a trial. Uh, And it's quite amazing, actually, as you read the Bible, how many trials in our life, when we're allowing God to lead them, or how, how people in the Bible are letting God lead them, lead to some amazing blessings. Um, let's take, just take a few. So we, we have sort of the Apostle John. The Apostle John had uh, a lovely time sort of being close to Jesus. Uh, and then uh, in his latter days, he's, he's exiled to Patmos. Now, Patmos was, was a pretty horrid little island, to be honest. There wasn't much going on. And he would have thought, I've spent my whole life walking with, with Jesus. And now I'm in this situation. And that could be a time to give up and go, well, this is the end. I'll just, just sit back. But it wasn't. He kept going. And the amazing blessing which comes out of, out of that just time is that John is given a revelation of end times. He's given a revelation for the churches. And he, he, was, he was flat on his face. I, if, if I had something, a quarter of what John had sort of experienced in a, in a vision, I would be a, a wreck. I really would. There's an awful lot there. But John is given this great blessing. And from the, out of that blessing, he gets this sort of almost spiritual overload uh, of, of being able to deal with anything. Lord, with you on my side, I can go through anything. Uh, and without John's experience, we wouldn't be the, the sort of uh, be able in receipt of that book of Revelations. Uh, you go, you're probably sort of thinking of, of lots of other different stories. You have uh, Paul in prison. Paul, while he was in prison, he kept going. It, again, he could have thought, right, the trials in life, I've had enough. Uh, but he wrote most of the, the, the letters to the churches whilst in prison. Okay, the poor guy, he was just traveling to Rome. He gets shipwrecked. He gets um, uh, savages sort of after him. He gets bitten by a snake. And yet he's still going on. Uh, And because he trusts God through that, 
the amazing thing is that from the island of Malta, um, he, he's, he's sent on a massive galleon to Rome, and he's given the, 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 the privilege of talking to some very high people into Rome, and that's what actually starts spreading the gospel throughout the Roman Empire. So an incredible blessing through some nasty trials. Then you've got to sort of think to yourself, okay, looking at all these people, let's just take Jesus. You think of Jesus' trial, uh, his physical sort of trial here on earth, and he's, he's put to death. But what kind of blessing do we get from that? We get our salvation from his trial. What an amazing blessing. I also think of um, that the, the, the amazing thing about that is when Jesus uh, and the disciples are on the boat and then that storm comes along and the disciples are fearful of this storm. But what's Jesus doing? He's sleeping. He's, he's in full peace. And, and I often think of that as an image of our life sometimes earthly we can have all these worries and fears but if we look to Jesus we've got that peace so we shouldn't shy away from trials okay Psalm 23 4 says this and most people know this unfortunately from from funerals and things but even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I, I think you could almost do a sermon just based on that, really, because there are so many powerful statements just in there. It says, even though I walk through, okay, uh, when, when David's, uh, David's writing this, he's, he, he's, he's gone through times. But it doesn't say even though I may or I might. It says even though I walk through. He's, he's, sort of, he, he's, he's been there and he knows that he might go through more. And he says, I won't fear anything physically which happens around me or even spiritually attacks because you are with me. So what is that telling us? That if God is with you, God must supersede everything else which happens. He is above all things. And it's because of God being above all things, he can control all things. In um, uh, John 16, 33, this is kind of Jesus then speaking. And uh, he, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, again, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So he knows that we will go through trials, but he is saying, trust in me, I have already overcome those things. 
we are promised so much. Uh, and it, it was an incredible sort of journey just sort of going through this and, and, and finding things out. Literally, God did a whole download all in one section, and I couldn't even write down all the scriptures he was giving me. I couldn't believe how many scriptures there are about the, 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 the trials that we are going to face, that we are potentially there are people going through a lot of trials now. Um, and uh, there's stuff that we'll talk about in a, in a tick as well, which may, may to come. But we're promised peace. We're promised hope, and we're told to fear no evil. Uh, Romans 5, 3 to 5. says this. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That's just, that's mind-blowing, that, that verse. Um, and then Romans eight twenty-eight says this, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So this is, this is where I kind of want to bring things in. I really felt uh, a, a sort of a, a pull on my spirit to, to go, there are times when we talk about things out of season, there are times when we talk about things in season. Uh, and I believe that this is very much a sort of an in-seasonal type of uh, message and that that comes from everything which is unfortunately happening in that outside world of ours uh, it wouldn't take you long sort of on social media to kind of see or news uh, to sort of come into light on on things like the energy crisis for one uh, you've got things there there are people talking about civil unrest just at the moment because of the uh, the, the energy crisis, the food crisis, the, the people not being able to afford mortgages. There's, there's talk of sort of little uprisings about that. There are growing conflicts uh, within this world that we're all aware of. Christian values are being undermined just at the moment and often attacked. I don't want this to be a bleak message, but I do want this to be a message of hope. Uh, we are in, in that, that age where there could be all kinds of things, sort of maybe in, in, in weeks, months. But if we're not kind of going through those trials, I'm sure you can all pick out a trial that you're either going through or have gone through uh, or worried about going through in, 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 in the future. So what do we do? Uh, 2 Corinthians 12.9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So just, just off of this verse, I just want to say that it isn't a problem that you feel weak in a situation. And it isn't a problem that as you go through trials and troubles, that uh, you don't have an answer for it at the time because here God is saying 
my grace, accept my grace in this circumstance. And that is sufficient for you. Because my power, not your power, but my power, the God Almighty's power, that will be made perfect in your weakness. And if you've got him on your side with all power, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, that'll do. I'll take that. Uh, 2, 2 Corinthians 8, 1 to 3. says this, and now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. And, and take, take, take this in, because I love this bit. So, in the midst of their very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and I love this, and even beyond their ability. So just, just that, that, that background, and I think this is, is something that we need to sort of stay around for just a second or so, uh, is that that Macedonian church was going through a trial. And not just any trial, a very severe trial. Now, it says that they were, they were in poverty, extreme poverty. So you can imagine that there are people, they're hungry, starving, that there are, are, are people thirsty, they, they want, that they, they need things to live, but they, they, they haven't got it. This is the world. But the Macedonian church sets a fantastic example for potentially what our church could be, be doing or be needed to be doing uh, down the line or at any point, in fact, or even now, there is, there is points. They gave even beyond their ability. So even if you calculated all of our incomes and put that in and they, they, they gave us as much as they could, they gave beyond that. So how on earth are we going to give more than, than we actually have? And that is by the grace of God, which is sufficient. What a great example for a church. Uh, and, I, and I hope that we are able to sort of see any opportunities where our church today can be able to help and support those uh, above our ability. So... Most of those verses that I've been reading have shown by having that complete trust and confidence in God, will, you will know that he will be able to lead you through it. If we have confidence, and this is coming back to, to sort of looking at films, why, why is it when we watch a film we, we don't really mind watching the main character uh, go through any trials or anything like that. Because we know his name's in the credits. I go back to, and I didn't watch much, but go to Star Trek. The classic Star Trek thing was, if they were going on a mission, there'd be three people who were, uh, two of those were in the credits and one was not. You knew who was going to die. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be the one who's not mentioned in the, in the, the starting credits. 
Um, but, but we have that, that almost confidence, and we can laugh and enjoy uh, some of the trials that they go through, almost because in, in the back of our mind, we know that they're going to survive. We know that this whole film has got the classic, introduce the characters, they go through problems, uh, then everyone's all happy at the end. There might be a few bits in between. Um, but why haven't we got confidence in our own lives? When we have a word from God saying, do not worry, whatever you go through, I will be there and I will get you through it and even bless you at the end of it because you've gone through it the correct way. Um, 2 Thessalonians 1, 3 to 10. This is a long, long verse, but uh, again, lots in there. We ought to always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. That's amazing in itself. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and trials uh, that you endure. All of this is evidence that God's judgment is right. So if you're going through trials, it's evidence that God's judgment is right. And as a result, you'll be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. He will give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. This might happen. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He might, no, will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel for our, of our Lord Jesus. They might, no, will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his might. On that day, he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you. I, uh, first, firstly, is I, I don't ever want anyone really to be in the position of not having the opportunity to know God. Just from that, 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 those verses alone. Um, but it says that you will go through it. It says that God is just, and that God will justly support you through it. Romans uh, 8.18 um, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. That statement alone, again, is just, just pretty immense. So he's, he's saying that, you, yeah, you will have sufferings, but those sufferings are nothing, really, when you consider the eternal life uh, in front of you, but also just just taking that that with the glory that is revealed in us, so there is a blessing there that there will be glory coming from within us 
when we go through some of those, those sufferings. One Peter, one. I told you there was a lot of scriptures. Uh, one Peter, one uh, three to nine. He says, uh, "Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade." This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, though you have not uh, loved him now, you, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving an end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So I just want to ask you, just from from that one, um, how many of you experience a really strange peace and really strange joy, even though you can be going through all kinds of troubles? I can. I can put my hand up, up to that. And it is inexpressible. It's like, this shouldn't be happening. I'm looking at other people going through similar situations, and they are pulling their hair out. They are panicking. They are running around like headless chickens. And yet I am here going, God, I'm in a tight jam. Um, I need you in this. And all of a sudden, a peace comes and pushes all that fear out. And when that fear is gone, all of a sudden you have this strange joy. You think, why am I experiencing joy at this moment? And then you realize, God said, God's got this. Why do I need to worry? Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It is not only inexpressible, but it's overwhelming. I know God personally. I have a relationship with God personally. And I know he speaks to me. Uh, I, I had tears in my eyes just as we were singing. Because I had this li- one little voice. He said, I've got you. Which is just an amazing feeling. That didn't come from my own brain. That was completely random. I've got you. And then all of a sudden, uh, as we said, Ian had no idea what I was, I was preaching on. Uh, how long has it been since we um, sung One Thing Remains? A long, 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 long time. I don't know if you're able just to put the One Thing Remains, Carol, just the first verse in there. Higher than the mountains that I face, stronger than the power of the grave, constant 
through the trials and the change, one thing remains. Yes, one thing remains. And just, we sing an awful lot of songs and different songs. We haven't sung that one for a while, as, as Ian's just said, and we haven't communicated this. But God had said, I've got you. I've got you. Don't worry about what you're going to speak, speak about. I've got you. And then we sing this. And in my mind, it's going, God, you are just showing off now, aren't you? <laughs> the one thing remains. And it never changes. He is a great and awesome God. Through any trials, we can remain positive and confident in him. When we persevere through trials, reliant on God, communicating with God, believing in God, you can expect peace. You can expect comfort. You can expect to be full of hope. You can expect to be full of joy. And your character will continue to transform into the glory God has in store for you. Whoo! I'm ready for some trials. Anyone got any? <laughs> so as a church, uh, we, we've talked about the Macedonian church, and that, that is, uh, is, is great. And I think we need to be in a position always uh, every day to be in a position as a church to come together and to be able to help people uh, in our community go through their trials, whether that's through giving, whether that's through giving of our time, whether that's just sort of being, being there and talking to people. Um, but not only that, we need to unite as a church together. And I know I'd be silly to think that we were all happy and we haven't got anything in the back, backs of our mind at the moment. Uh, there are things which are going on in the back of my mind as well. Um, but as a united church, that we are there supporting each other through any trials. That we are able to go to brothers and sisters in Christ and say, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? Is there anything I can help you with? You might even have a prompting. God might prompt you. And I know, I, I, as I look out, I know that there are many people here which have had promptings of the Holy Spirit. And they've all of a sudden, in the middle of the day, randomly, they've had a name drop on their mind. And they've gone, I think I need to contact that person. And the second they do, God has already is, is come in and, and God has caused that to happen. And he's already got you to talk to this person and you potentially save them from going through even more troubles. Just to say that they've got a brother or sister in Christ standing and walking with them. And that's the God that we serve. So just um, just kind of thinking of, of these things. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll use uh, 1, 1 Peter 4, 1 to 2 and, and go, go from there. Uh, it says, Therefore, since Christ suffered in the body, arm yourself also with the same attitude. Because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. 
as a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather rather for the will of God. So as we go through these trials, as we, we, we persevere through them, as our character changes, uh, as we're keeping Christ in our mind and thinking, well, if Christ had died for us, then uh, w- what I'm going through is, is barely anything, really. Uh, and as we're thinking about those other scriptures, it says that the, his grace is sufficient and his, his power is, is made perfect in our weakness. All these things, we're moving away from those earthly desires and those human earthly desires, as it says in there, and we are then walking in the will of God. And we can then expect all those things that we've talked about to to come upon us and through us. Going on on just just as we wrap up, we're talking about um, going through trials and then often blessings, and there's not many trials I've come across, if, if any, in the Bible that hasn't resulted, when they've trusted in God, of blessings coming out, out from it. I kind of leave you with this, this thought that uh, Jesus says about the end of the days, and at the end of the days, he says, for at that time there will be a great distress the kind that hasn't taken place from the beginning of the world to now and never again. Uh, and out of that, we, uh, we hope and believe that we are raptured before the tribulation. Uh, and, uh, but it does say in the Bible that there will be Christian saints which do come to God in that time and they've got to pers- uh, persevere to the point of some of them being beheaded. It does not sound nice. I don't want to really go through it. But those, those are given great, um, great places in heaven. God, God's got sort of special gifts for them because they've gone through so much hard trials. Trials which the world has never seen and will never see again after. On that, I just want to make sure that there is no one who, who is... Uh, in a position not to know God in this way. I want to make sure that if there are people going through trials, that they do realize that they can place it in God's hands, that they have got a church behind them, and that the love of God and the grace of God will get them through. And at the end, they are very likely to experience some form of blessings. And it's, it's said that there will be blessings. Just in our salvation is a blessing enough. So what I'd like to do, just as we we kind of wrap up, is I'd like to pray for you, especially. I'd like to pray for us as a church, uh, and I'd like to then sort of open up just at the end of the the service. I want to just allow some time that if you are going through any troubles, there will be a few of us just at the front who will be willing to pray for you and with you and stand, stand with you. So if you are going through any trials... If you are having difficulties in life and you just need a little bit of reassurance that God is there and there are people around to to support, then please, at the end of the service, come up. 
and I'd love to be able to pray with you. Uh, we'll keep it, keep it private. No one else needs to know any information, but we can, I'd love to be able to stand united as a church uh, with you for that. So let's just, just pray now, just for circumstances. Heavenly Father, as we've read your word this morning, there is an incredible amount uh, of scriptural evidence in your word that is saying that as we go through anything in life, if we trust in you, you will give us an inexpressible joy. You will give us a peace and you will get us through it. Father, we are not to fear any evil. We're not to fear any troubles. We're not to fear any trials. But to look to you as our King and as our God and as our Father. And you will help us through and bless us richly through it. Father, I thank you for so many promises in your word for that. Our Lord, I pray that we don't even shy away from trials, that we know that those trials have been sent for reasons and that we can get through them. Lord, I pray over each and every single one of us here today. I pray that if they don't know you at all or if they don't know you well enough, I pray that they will allow you into their heart, into their lives, and they may experience a relationship with you that will be inexpressible. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that you bless it to us. I pray that you bless this church. I pray that when opportunities come up, that this church can stand as your servants for your kingdom that we can be there and help those in our community, help each other and spread your, world, uh, your word around this world. Father, I thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, church. Like I said, just at the end, if there is anyone who does want any prayer, then please come up, up, up to the front. If, if you want to wait in your chair and then come up later, then, then feel free to do that. And especially if you don't know Jesus well enough, please come and talk to me. I'd love to just tell you real life examples in my life. And I'm, again, there are many people here with real life examples in their own life who will be able to just go through that with you. So, thank you very much. Please stay around for tea and coffee. And biscuits, if you've got kids, and fruit, and fruit, okay, that's an extra blessing. Uh, if you've got kids in kids' church, please go and uh, get them, but otherwise, I pray that you all have a richly blessed week. Thank you very much. <laughs>